Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller and all we say is please at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel belted radios and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. Alright folks, welcome back to another episode of Behold, 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 A Pale Podcast. Well, we got an episode for y'all today that we dive into the old world of darkness. You know, we know that there's a lot of darkness in some of the biggest, you know, platforms of eliteness in existence, which we're talking about the political world. We're talking about media. When we when we say media, I consider uh, movies and TV to be just as much as media as you know news outlets and talk shows and such. Uh, and then finally, you know, the financial world. You know what I mean? I know we were recently uh, sitting around the old coffee table reading articles back and forth to each other on what episode, uh, what what we want to do on. You know, this episode, uh, it's Brother Ray. And we got Brother Buddy with us today. Ray, how you doing over there? Not bad, not bad. How about you? Not too shabby, not too shabby. Uh, Buddy, how you doing over there? I'm doing great. I'm just so happy to be here. Well, that's cool. You know, it's a rarity that we get to have the the Buddy Butterfook on the show. Usually he's behind the boards, and uh, it's a real pleasure to have you here, Buddy. Hey, hey, what can I say? I is mean, this the I, first time that you've uh, worked with you guys? Have you and Ray been on podcasts b- together before, Ray? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think we have, but I've always been a big fan of Ray. How you doing, Ray? Not bad. All right. Yeah. Uh, where's Alex at? He's uh, he's being a lame-o. Alexander, poor Alexander couldn't be here today. Uh, he's being a lame-o, buddy, you're right. Um, but these higher elite organizations, um, you know, we're running, running back and forth uh, with different, you know, news outlets and articles and we got newspapers and magazines and everything, you, every laptop and cell phone and desktop open in the building. Uh, looking at all our research, you know, we do a lot of 
research over at Behold the Bill podcast. Uh, it's almost endless research, nonstop. Um, and there's this poll that came up, and it kind of caught us eye, caught our eye. And the poll itself was kind of a little, eh. You know, I don't, we don't really quite agree, but that doesn't mean that we can't kind of, you know, give our riff and their riff and go back and forth like we like to do here on Behold the Pill podcast. So uh, with that being said, you know, we're about to pop off into this. So uh, join us as we all gather in the real world here to talk about these entities as the government, the media, and the financial worlds and their involvement and exactly how dark it goes. Now, you know, me and Ray do a lot of research on the show, you know what I mean? We we probably, my goodness, I think between the both of us, we probably rolled through about 3.7 billion articles a week, you know what I mean, on the unexplainable and the paranormal stuff just to stay finely tuned, you know what I mean? Um, and we came across one that uh, we didn't quite agree with, but we thought it was interesting discussions, you know what I mean? So we kind of want to jump into that theme. And uh, it was kind of a poll, you know what I mean? One of those old pie chart um, percentage situations where they ask people, you know, like family feud, if you will. You know, they ask a bunch of people questions and they take all their uh, their research for the answers and they put together a little little percentage chart for us. Uh, And today, you know, we want to talk about, you know, how – 15% of Americans believe the U.S. is controlled by Satan worshipers. You know what I mean? Um, You know, you just reading that, you go, woo. Now, a lot of people out there uh, probably go, 15%, my goodness, that's that's what my agent makes. That's nothing, you know what I mean? But I, you know, I I happen to feel, I think may may happen to feel that these numbers could be a little higher in a realistic realm. You know what I mean? But, you know, Ray, I know, Ray, have you ever had an f- actual encounter? And if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to. With an honest to Satanus, honest to the devil, Satan worshiper that worships Satan officially, like like the way somebody would go to church every Sunday and Wednesday night and uh, do the thing, do the whole deal, you know, ceremonies, conjuring up bad deals. Or, you know, more selfish. You know, the, the, the Satan, well, the Satan worshippers is a different story because you have the Satanists, which is kind of like, uh, I don't know, I don't think I'd call it evil. You know, it's more of a selfish type of lifestyle. It's not so much, I'm sure there's different sects that are terrible that will kill a kid or something like that, sacrifice type stuff. But I think when I think of Satanists, I mainly just think of a like a almost, you know, the only law in their life is that I should have everything and be the best and be the king. So that that's kind of what I think of. Not so much, but there are darker stuff in there. But, Ray, if you could answer this, I don't want to get you in trouble, and maybe you never have. But have you ever had any interaction with actual Satan worshippers? Yes. Yeah. Now... I feel like we don't want to go too dive dive too deep into this one, but um, like, did they practice trying to do negative things a lot? Were they decent people? What was the what was your uh, account of these folks? 
conjuring spirits, casting spells, everything for themselves. It was all about uh, gaining power. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's definitely a... I mean, it, it definitely go, coincides with a lot of the things people feel about our government, you know what I mean? And the, the good old U.S. Um, so we're going to tap in a little bit, you know what I mean? Now, the conspiracy is an umbrella of a bizarre and unfounded belief system started by anonymous user of message boards 4chan and Akon, who claims without evidence to have special Q clearance access to the U.S. national security information. Yeah, QAnon and stuff like that. It's, it's you know, that's kind of been, you know, I, I really can't, the QAnon thing popped up with, like, the internet and stuff, right? It was, there wasn't any type of non-internet, you know, newsletter or anything like that before internet with the QAnon. Do you, you know, right? What do you think? Not that I, not that I know of. I mean, I know there were people on the inside. Um, yeah, I knew someone, uh, most of my life, a couple of people that were really involved deep in the government. Mm. Uh, some, some still are there. And they, among them, they were trading secrets, but not like the QAnon with the public. No. Well, claims by the user who became known as Q are wide ranging and where they can be tested demonstrably false. Uh, there were hopes that the QAnon conspiracy theory would lose followers and uh, prominence following several prominent claims failing uh, to materialize earlier this year. Now, QAnon supporters believe that the Trump would win November's election uh, when this failed to happen and Joe Biden was sworn in as president. Their belief that Donald Trump was to expose a sex trafficking ring at the heart of the deep state involving Hillary Clinton seemed less and less likely. You know what I mean? You know, and that was a big deal. That whole deal is really, I think, you know, the, the, when you look at your governments and such, you know what I mean? I think that there, there, there is, it's easy to believe that they would be like Satanist people because they're very greedy. You know what I mean? Like we said before, I think the, I think maybe the purest of, you know, when you, when you hear about people that, well, I just want to make my community better. I want to make the world a better place. Like those politician-y people, I don't think they're allowed to rise up out of small town politics. I think that you need to be almost like a super greedy, you know, someone that can, you know, sociopath that can flip their emotions and do evil, terrible things and be able to sleep at night. I think that you need to kind of be able to have that, uh, in order to kind of get to the big game of politics, you know what I mean? And it's a game, and it's big. And uh, people get, you know, destroyed there every, every day. So it's one of those tricky deals, you know. Well, uh, well uh, a couple of things. One is as far as they're right out of the gate, they're saying that uh, the whole conspiracy thing is unfounded. Maybe QAnon is. Uh, or they had some... Uh, wrong information. Yeah. That, you know, that's a possibility. But if you're talking about how controlled the media is by people in power, and always has been, but particularly in this now where everything is technology, right? the first thing you're going to do is you're going to turn around and say, oh, of course not. It's all fake. Your source is fake. Uh, 
and you're going to suppress it. Now, I use alternative search sites sometimes. I see an article or a posting, mm-hmm. and I go on an alternative site off of Google, and I can bring up what Google has, but I also can bring up articles and interviews from around the world, all these different countries. They give it different points of views and more information. Yeah. Than what you have here. And you go, oh, so it's not just that. You you see a diff you see a different side. And I think this the tone of this article to start off with is sounds very much censored to me. Mm. Um, as far as you mentioned the the politicians, I knew one personally years ago, you're probably going back around 30, 30 years ago, yeah. starting off in a local level. Great person. I mean, you could sit down. And at that time, I, I drank. You could sit down. You could have a beer, watch a movie, um, just chit-chat, co-hosted a fundraiser for them. And you asked anything, and com- anybody asked anything in the community, they'd bust their butt to try and help that person. They're still in politics. They work their way up. I believe they're in the Senate now. Yeah. And I've seen them at public events standing behind, like the Speaker of the House and others, when they're announcing something. What used to be a very vibrant person with great views and aggressively helping people now agrees with the leadership in Washington on everything. And if you look when they're standing in line, what used to be someone that you could sit across from and talk and see passion, they got blank, dead eyes. But they're not there anymore. Like everything has been taken out of them or stolen from them completely different person and it's it's very very sad what they become in that environment in dc yeah they got sucked in and uh they're not the same person at all you know it's very you know that life is very addicting you know what i mean it's like a celebrity you know politicians nowadays are celebrities it wasn't that way you know 15 20 years ago but like they are now it's like cool to be a cool to be a politician you get the part you go to a restaurant you get you know you get free stuff it's very celebrity like you know what i mean and i agree with you i do think that uh this article is kind of pushing an an agenda in the direction that they kind of do you know most most articles do no matter if it's left or right everybody's kind of pushing their heroes up and putting the foot on their their boogeyman but um you know, that whole, the whole sex trafficking thing was a big deal and it's horrifying, horrifying and horrible. Um, you know, I mean, Epstein, that whole Epstein thing, which, you know, it, it drifts further and further away. You know, I wonder how long it'll be till people completely forget about that. But it's like, it's really a crazy deal, that whole deal. You had that Wiener dude. Uh, it was an Anthony Wiener. I could be wrong. I forget. I don't, I try not to get too deep into it because it's just madness. It's like, why, you know, life can be disappointing as is sometimes. Why go looking for more disappointment? Uh, I'm not a glutton for punishment, which is a, I take that as a blessing. I'm happy for that. Um, but yeah, like that whole deal and the Hillary deal with, you know, I remember hearing wild shit about her, you know, having, you know, uh, you know, how she's really a lesbian and Bill's, you know, just kind of, you know, they've been talking about forever, like the relationships in Hollywood where there's power couples um, and, you know, that they might not really be sexually attracted to each other. But in the public eye, you know, society, 
would rather see you that way. So you kind of get together with whoever and, you know, looking great in front of the eye and, but in the, behind the scenes, you're helping each other. And you might have, you know, out of relationship, uh, partners type deal, but for the most part, you're a team. You know, they say that a lot about Will and Jada Pinkett Smith there. Um, and I won't speculate on it cause I don't know them, but like a situation like that, you know, and that's kind of unfolded recently where, it kind of got real messy and in the public, like she wanted, I think she had like a talk show and she brought him on and like told everybody about like what happened. And the dude was all emotional. Will Smith's like, this was before he did, he slapped uh, Chris Rock, you know, Will Smith's been going through some wild roller coaster life. It's weird when like you're on top of the world, like he is, but almost like treated like shit and you're the laughing stock. You know what I mean? It's a weird place. That's why he hit, Chris Rock, I think he was losing his fucking mind. If he didn't hit Chris Rock, it probably would have been... He probably would have went home and fucking could have killed himself off for all we know, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's definitely an unstable dude, and it's unfortunate because I like Will Smith a lot. Not so much a Jada Pinkett fan, except Demon Knight is great. The greatest thing uh, that Jada Pinkett's ever done. Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, if you've never seen it. Definitely go check it out. I won't talk any more about this sex trafficking ring stuff, but it is in the deep state, but it's very interesting. You know what I mean? And everybody's got their dirt. Um, (laughs) You even look at like Biden's son, who's like, he smoked crack or something like that. Like always like videos of him smoking crack with like prostitutes and stuff. And like, that's, that's not a pro. I actually seen an article and I'm not neither here or there with any of it, but I actually seen an article where they were trying to kind of, make it sound like crack smoking is not a big deal because, you know, he, he's one of their heroes. So we got to push him. It's really those crazy po- politic people, po- people get super political dude are scary and dangerous. Like, <clears throat> like, like when religious people get crazy and scary, like they can only be matched by pol- political people because those people that they are willing to kill, die, maim, destroy, burn to the ground, anything that goes against their belief and pushes their ego a little bit. You know what I mean? It's a horrifying thing. Um, so you no know, wonder why, you know, folks be thinking that Satan worship is a run on the show. You know what I mean? And, well, there's uh, uh, a couple of things. I mean, if you talk about that whole um, sex trafficking thing. It actually didn't go away that much because within the last year they had Maxwell on trial. Oh, yeah, who, yeah. Yeah, the one who, who pre- pre- procured the kids. Partner I mean, there, yeah. She's got, she got her deal where she's tucked off someplace supposedly safe and the list of clients is hidden. That, that's, that's been hidden part of the deal. Yeah. Um, but the other thing too is what did come like if uh, Bill Clinton was a frequent flyer to that island that uh, that pedophile had. They yeah, they released a list, and it was kind of horrifying to go through that list because it was literally everybody you could think of, you know, entertainers, athletes, whatever. I mean, Eminem was on the list, you know what I mean? Um, as well, you know, as well as these politics and, and actors and stuff, you know, and it's really kind of crazy. And I've always heard that like <clears throat> Hollywood. And I really think Hollywood and politics are one and the same in so many different ways. But I know that the Hollywood deal, there was always like a little rumor um, 
that like they would put you in and politicians do this too. They would get you in a really bad situation and put you in a situation and, and blackmail you with like pictures or video. Like they would, they would, you'd be at a party and somebody would say, Oh, we do kids. We love it. It's great. You know what I mean? You should do it. And then they do it. And then they have it on videotape and now <clears throat> they have that over them. So like, I always heard in Hollywood, it was one of those things like, if you ever, because there's so much money at stake that if an actor had a breakdown or whatever and said, fuck it, I'm not going to work tomorrow, there'd be like millions of dollars lost. So like they have to kind of more than just a contract agreement, you know what I mean? That, you know, I think the contract agreement's enough to do it, but there was always speculation. I always did hear in the rumor mill and the old dirty rags of the Hollywood times, you know what I mean? They talk about, that and um you know that that story is even relevant with there's a dude named isaac cappy a couple years ago who was like a maybe c or b level actor remember he was in like terminator salvation and he was in a couple of other things and he um he like spilled the beans and he said that like you know i don't even want to name names because it's just speculation and such a horrible thing but like he started naming names that would be like whoa like he dropped a huge name. Um, he dropped Forrest Gump's name, we'll say. And that blew minds apart because Forrest Gump's the nicest dude in the world in the media. You know what I mean? Who knows where he's like behind the scenes. But it's very uh, – and that dude ended up dying. Isaac Cappy ended up having a weird fucking weird death that Forrest Gump was tied to awkwardly. Uh, didn't get in trouble for it, of course. Now, the other thing with Forrest Gump, which is crazy, this feels like a Behold the Pill podcast episode, is that <clears throat> when all this stuff was going going down and he was being accused of it, it was around the time of the kickoff of COVID. And uh, I guess he upped, right when COVID happened, he upped and moved to Greece or something like that. And it, I guess the whole deal is that Greece handles pedophilia like a sickness and not like a... It might not have been Greece. So Greece, I don't want no angry letters and phone calls for people from Greece, but it was some other foreign country that he moved to that they don't consider it a criminal offense. It's more of a sickness. So, like, they try to help you get through it as opposed to cutting your head off in the street type deal. Um, so, like, there's weird ties to it. Who's to know? You know, the dude's dead. Uh, you know, he, he he did, like, a crazy video and then jumped off a bridge. And then there was supposedly like a couple weeks before the dude did it, I guess Forrest Gump was at that bridge uh, and like took a picture and like had some weird, like, like had some weird comment with it. But um, very weird, dark stuff. Super. We're going to we're going to move. You know, I mean, it goes hand in hand with the Satanist stuff. because I feel like when you worship, say, I think there's two there's Satanism, which is like that selfish, like greed, lust you know, lie to get what I want, cheat, steal, kill, do whatever I got to do to get what I want type of deal. I think that's more of the Satanist thing. But the Satan worshipers, it's weird. I feel like it's a different thing. I could be dead wrong on this, but I feel like it's, and I want to know your opinion after this, but I think Satan worshipers is even a darker thing because, well, there's a worship going into it where, like, 
you're worshiping a dark energy, whereas in like a Satanism feels more like you're worshiping yourself in a way. You know what I mean? Like I, like an I am God type thing, not Matt Fisher, but I think that's a belief that they have. Um, whereas in the Satan worshiper things like I'm going to put all my energy into giving this negative thing all my energy so it can, I can make it more powerful. You know what I mean? I think that's a lot darker. What's your take on the differences? And do you know the official differences? I don't know the official uh, official differences, but uh, I agree. The uh, Satanism today is kind of, uh, for the most part, kind of mild compared to what it was considered uh, in the past. If you're talking actual Satan worshiper, then, yeah, that is very dark. We are worshiping a dark entity or dark energy, yeah, uh, and ne- never for any good, never for any good reason either, because it's uh, you want control, you want power, you'll sacrifice anybody, uh, starve them, kill them, whatever. It's a whole different sort of animal. And to me, it the part where it might be, whether it is corporate America or whether it's politics, yeah. Um, I'll use, I'll use a, make a hypothetical situation. You get, you get this guy, he's aggressive. He starts his own business. He's a multimillionaire. Um, he fires right and left. He steps on people, barely pays them, whatever. It's all about him and success. Yeah. Well, you take someone, you take a billionaire that sees this and he kind of invites him to a social gathering. And they get together because he sees this ruthless person who, who wants to make it even bigger like he used to. He's already made it big, the billionaire mm-hmm. and stuff. And he says, oh, why don't, why don't you come on? Oh, I got this club or I, oh, I got this group. And he entices the person to join him, kind of like his protege. Now, at that point there, all humanity uh, is drained out of the person. Yeah. And... That person thinks nothing about anybody except their personal acquisition of power. And if you turn around and talk to that person and say, hey, listen, um, you want to be a billionaire? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got this small group and we have these rituals and uh, we'll let you in the group if you don't tell anybody. And the end result will be that you'll have even more money and more power than now. Well, that totally ruthless person's going to say yes, and suddenly they, he turns around, and it really doesn't matter to them anymore. They are worshiping Satan. They are worshiping the dark powers. They are trying to use those powers for their benefit. So to get somebody, whether a politician, a businessman, or any individual, sucked in so that those that are already corrupted, those that are already using this dark power, to bring in more acolytes, more people to follow them, more people to worship. Uh, that, to me, would be the way they would do it. And does that sort of thing exist? Yeah, it's existed throughout in different names throughout uh, history. There's always been small groups of people. A lot of them been, have been associated with uh, devil worship or evil powers and evil ways. And they come and go, but I think there is a core there. You take, uh, what's it, Bohemian Cove? Yeah, Bohemian Grove. Grove, that's it, where the, the elite meet. And I saw a documentary years ago on that where they tried to interview people who weren't going to be interviewed, tried to get, do we have permission to at least look at it? No. After all the turns down, they tried to uh, sneak on there, on guards, 
escorted off the property uh, gunpoint. Local police locked him up. Didn't even give him due process anything. That's because these power people don't want you knowing what's going on behind that curtain. They don't want you knowing what they're really doing to hold on to their power. And I believe a lot of that power does worship evil in its many forms. Yeah, you, br- you brought up emotions a little while ago, and, you know, revenge popped in my mind because it's kind of a dangerous one when you think about it, because revenge, you know, can be sweet. It's one of those things where it, it can be, in your head it can be just, you know what I mean, and fair and the right thing to do. But, like, you know, the whole, the old saying, you know, you're supposed to just let it fly off your back type deal, you know, no big deal. Um, but, yeah, that popped in my head. I said revenge, ooh. Just that's in there right with the rest of them, but it sneaks up on you kind of because you do. If someone does you wrong, doing them wrong right back feels right, feels like it needs to be done. And if it's if you do it, it feels good, you know what I mean? But it's like it's not a good thing, you know what I mean? It's a bad thing. It's kind of like it's a weird um, putting your hand in the fire type deal, you know what I mean? Now, well, you, yeah. you, you also mentioned like, for instance, uh, Hillary and Bill. Yeah, couples that are together, uh, I think more for practical purposes or for their own benefit as individuals. That's been around forever. Think about back in the Middle Ages and even some countries now, the arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. People People don't have to love each other. But influential people, whether it be kings or princes or even business, nowadays what they will do is what they did in the past they'll do now is push their kids over to a select few. And that because that's a major business alliance there, just like it used to be alliance between uh, countries. Now it's uh, forming an alliance between businesses. It's more power. It's more money. So marriages of convenience, they definitely exist on all levels. Um, I can, I can see that happening. And when you're in a soulless marriage, um, it's very easy to only think of yourself and you use any means possible to get ahead. Uh, you did it by marrying somebody, which means since you have no qualms about doing that as an arranged thing, you'll arrange with anybody, including <coughs> somebody who is a devil worshiper. If it gives you more power. That's it, you know. Now, this poll that we were talking about, you know, it was uh, done by the Public Religion Research Institution. And uh, rather than asking people directly whether they believe in uh, QAnon, the Institute asked over 5,149 adults, I don't know why they didn't do 150, baby, uh, age 18 and up, living in the U.S., whether they agreed with core beliefs associated with the conspiracy. It found that uh, an uncomfortably high 15% of Americans agreed with the statement the government, media, and financial worlds in the U.S. are controlled by groups of Satan worshiper, uh, Satan worshiping pedophiles who run a global child sex trafficking operation. Uh, the belief was more prevalent uh, amongst those who got their news from far-right news outlets, such as One America, News Network, and the Newsmax, which was about 40% got their info from Newsmax. People uh, who do not watch television news, that's 21% was countered that. I don't watch the news, and 
Yeah, I'd definitely be down with some numbers like that. Now, they added a little bit to it. You know, it's one of those back-end stuff. That originally, it was just <clears throat> are they Satan worshippers, and then we added the whole, you know, the pedophiles running the global, uh, you know, traffic, sex trafficking operation. Now, with that being said, I still believe they do it. You know what I mean? Um, but I wanted to know ahead of time, you know, just throw that all in there at, at once at the end like that. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah. Republicans were much more likely to believe that the statement uh, than Democrats. You know, twenty-three percent of uh, Republicans and eight percent of Democrats. Very interesting numbers, you know what I mean? Um, whenever you're looking at a poll like that, yeah, the wording of the question may leave you very few options, either yes or no, and you may be somewhere in between, depending upon how it's worded. Um, how confidential it is. I mean, if they ask, because people will not say something mm-hmm. quite often if they think it'll get themselves in trouble to draw attention to to themselves. So they either won't take the poll or they'll say what they think the person wants to hear because they don't want to put it out there. They're afraid to. And also they're assigning uh, by asking questions they went from satanism uh satan worshipers and pedophile they throw into pedophilia yeah uh, you've got a loaded question there because you may have someone who does not believe they're satan wor- worshipers but definitely does believe in a in a worldwide pedophilia network which is basically true if you do track news and again independent news yeah you've seen not just over the border but in different parts of this country oh look Another bust, 150 kids picked up and 30 different uh, people, and they were being trafficked here and there. That's out there. You don't see it mainstream. But if you know where to search, you can pull that information up off the web and say, it's got to exist because they're getting bust almost every other week, uh, saving hundreds of kids here and there, picking up another 20 pedophiles here and this and that. And someone's running this organization. It's uh, on a national scale. It's got to be. It's not just doesn't just happen. Well, you they may believe in that. <coughs> Excuse me. But then they turn around and you have linked it to Satan worship. So the person believes in one, but not the other. So it's a, it's a loaded question. They should be two separate questions, not necessarily one. Yeah, I agree 110 percent with that. <clears throat> Because you get, yeah, I mean, when we talk about just Satan, Satan worshiping, you know, the government, yeah, yeah. The media, yeah. The financial worlds, absolutely, you know what I mean? Like, when you break it down. Um, now, the, p- the pedophiles that run and that run a global sex trafficking operation, adding all that to it, I mean, yeah, for sure. We see it. We've seen it in government, you know what I mean? We've seen it in the media with, like, you know, kids in Hollywood, what happens to them in the financial world, it's just not as glamorized. You know what I mean? Like what the, the, you know, they'll be in the future. I'm surprised right now. There already isn't kind of like people that are just big stock market people or celebrities because they're balling that hard. I'm surprised that's not like a real deal. I guess it is to some degree, but like, I'm surprised it's not more of a bigger, almost group of them. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm down. I definitely feel like I can go. That percentage would be higher. You know what I mean? For sure, I think. 
um, when you when you have just Satan worship. But it, when you put it in a place like just the Satan worship aspect of that, you know, I would say probably I'd probably say equally in all three of those outlets, you're probably dealing with just Satanism type stuff. You're probably dealing with I'd probably say like eighty five. <laughs> Uh, 85 and up, I wouldn't say probably uh, 100%, but I'd probably say like 85 or up is what you're dealing with, the people that are getting down with some worshiping money more than anything else. You know what I mean? Um, would, you know, would kill the man right next to him, that stranger, for money. And then there's the dark ones that would kill that person next to him that's not a stranger for money, which is, you know, that's a whole different branch. But I definitely do think that they would all, I definitely do think they're all definitely down with some Satanism living. Uh, now, the pedophilia thing, like I said, that's that's in there. That's in all of them. I assume, you know, in big, you know, big money, government and media, entertainment and all that, we know that's in there. But, like, big money, you take, like, an Epstein situation. It's like he is, he wasn't, that's kind of like that. what the financial world pimp he was like a financial world pimp you know what i mean so just the fact that he exists you know i feel like the global uh rather the financial world uh is probably tainted by that too you know what i mean they're stained with that ugliness um but yeah and then the sex trafficking of people that are actually in the business of doing it i mean that's in there too i'd say that might be more of where the 15 percent is like I like if we're just talking being dark, like being a say like a, a greedy, you know, kill somebody for money, let people die, starve in the street and die, like like uh yeah, like I, the, that part of it, you know, the the darkness overwhelms me, man. The the darkness is super dark. I'm just I'm wrapping my head around this whole entire thing, and it might not be something you really want to wrap your head around. You know, which is dark stuff, but like I, they are, uh, they're all involved. You know what I mean? But I think by the time you get down to the trafficking operation, I think that's more where 15% is, but I have bigger number percentages for like, when you break it down, you know what I mean? What would, uh, what would your percentage system be? Do you, you agree with them uh, all across the board of uh, what's going down or do you think, what do you think? I think that uh, if you're looking at people who are involved in what I would call the dark arts, in other words, anything for themselves and using any means, and that is what a Satan worshiper is, then I would say that percentage is very, very high in the upper echelons uh, because many of them have gotten there that way. Those that made it on their own got sucked into it, including what you could say would be blackmail. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I know that, uh, I think we mentioned one time before, I mentioned one time before, forget which episode it was, but like Hitler used to, um, before he brought someone into the inner circle, he would point someone out as a threat and have somebody, a general or a colonel or something like that, execute the person. Yeah. And then he had a murder that he could hang over the person's head to do so that that person would do what he wanted. Yeah. So, and that was evil. He also believed in the, Hitler believed in the occult. He was a very big occultist. And so if you take somebody that, uh, is on that edge, rising, getting in there, wants into the elite club, so to speak, 
and stuff. So they say, hey, we're, we're going on a vacation this weekend. And they bring them on down to that Epstein and his island. They get the goods on them. So after that, they own them to do whatever they want. And there's no way you're going to tell me that someone who is that corrupt, that manipulative, and uncaring, uh, whether it's the pedophilia, which is definitely that, and uh, all of the rest of it, has not aligned themselves with dark powers. Whether you want to call it Satan or not, uh, the devil, but they have aligned themselves because that's what they worship. It is that dark power, and they, they will do anything to hold it over people and gain more for themselves. And I'd say the percentages on both cases are very high. Very high. Yeah, man. You know, you, when you bring up Epstein Island, I think of like his house and when they found those pit, like those pictures, those portraits, the paintings of, uh, of like Clinton and Bush and like weird scenarios and shit. And, uh, like you don't do that unless you know, unless you have like a good relate, like a friendship with people and like, before, like they, but they were all known to be like cool with them before this popped off, and then everybody tried and scattered from them. So it's really fucking weird, and it's like it's super crazy, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean they they were up to something was up there. They weren't just they weren't just getting together and playing cards, you know. Whether they were buying, getting them legal aged, you know people to have sex with or if they were getting them underage people to have sex with i think he was supplying that for you know whoever you know what i mean it was almost like i figure him being what i assume he did in, in the most innocent if you will and it's not innocent but the most innocent of it and some of the people on that list were probably just celebrities that can't go meet regular girls because they're so big so they would contact an Epstein and Epstein would like a, like a pimp, give them like a girl for their stay. They're going on vacation. Can I, you know, I got a break from work. You know, can you like almost hook me up with the girl and he hooks them up with the girl, but it's probably like a financial deal or maybe it's, you know, there's some things more valuable than money in this world. You know, uh, maybe it's one of those things favors, you know what I mean? You know, I owe you one now type vibe, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know exactly what the dealio was. I'm sure it was different for different people. But, yeah, I bet it – and that's not innocent, but I bet, like, in the most it, – it's it probably goes from that to, you know, the horrible, super horrible stuff like, you know, the kids and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think – and, you know, it's a weird vibe, I but it's fucking – it's some darkness. Now, a second belief that was tested was that there is a storm coming soon that will sweep away uh, the elites in power and restore the rightful leaders. It reminds me of that quote from Taxi Driver where they go, you know, I just want rain to come and clean up the streets. 20% agreed that this tenant of QAnon was Republicans, 28% again, more likely to believe it than Democrats at the 14% mark. Uh, the divide among media consumers was visible here, too, with followers of the far-right media much more likely at 48% to agree with the statement The people uh, who, and people who trust Fox News at 34% above the national average. You know what I mean? Now, perhaps the most worrying part of the poll was that the not insignificant number of people who agreed with the statement, quote, because things have gotten so far off track. 
uh, true American patriots may have to report to violence in order to save our country. Uh, 15% believe uh, in the statement again fell along partisan and media consumption lines. Digging down deeper into a less uh, prevalent view of QAnon, the survey also found that 9% of Americans believed in the false statement that the COVID-19 vaccine contains a surveillance microchip that is the sign of the beast in biblical prophecy. Get that that triple six serum. Hit him with the triple six serum, Ray. Dang. With 39% of the QAnon believers agreeing with it and 1% of people who reject the QAnon conspiracies. They opened up a whole other can of worms with that COVID deal there. Woo! I think that uh, when they're starting to talk specific news sources, and I realize that, excuse me, you want to look at uh, you know how many were Republicans or how many are Democrats, but they're automatically saying far right on this, and they're going back and forth. The way they word a lot of things sounds very much like, to me, they had they have their agenda. Yeah, to say that. Uh, no, it's not real, and it's only the people on this with the extreme view who believe it is. Yeah. And for for example, they said this uh, about the COVID, which was probably a minute amount of people, but they got to throw it in there just to try and disparage, to make that group look bad. So yeah, and they and they think that there's something in that too. It's got nothing to do with the survey. It's it's manipulation. And the tool, manipulation, is one of those tools that you have in narcissists, uh, pedophiles, uh, power people. They all manipulate to if they can't get you to follow them, to make sure that the world sees you as the bad guy. And to me, the article, partly, it smacks of that. It stinks of that to a degree. No. Now, the whole deal with, you know, the whole deal with, uh, you know, people thinking that it, it's gone so far that, you know, the only way to get it is 15, 15%. There were 15% of people said that it's gone so far that you it can only be taken back with violence. Um, 15%, I think, for that's kind of a low number as well, because I, I feel like the number of people. I would, you know, unfortunately, I hate to say this because it's kind of fucking bad news and controversial, but I mean, realistically, dude, like, it's become such a problem and they're so powerful. Like, realistically, the only thing that would bring it, you'd have to cut, you'd have to fucking approach it with uh, violins, like the orchestra. You know what I mean? I don't want the police kicking on my door, shit. But, like, uh, and I don't want to see this. I would because it's just going to be a lot of you know people getting killed for no reason. I don't want to see this. But it's almost like you look at it and you're like, oh, like the the only it's like the only get off. The you know what I mean? It's the only way to like exit the highway of, of horribleness uh, is to kind of do that. I you know unfortunately I don't believe in world peace. I don't think that could ever be reality. So like. I don't know if I'm just really bleak or whatever, but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I see. Think the people will say will 
advocate the violence because they're desperate or they're feeling desperate right. and they're feeling, they're feeling helpless. So, so what they're going to do is they're going to turn around and say the only way is, is through violence because these people are too powerful and they're just feeling helpless and desperate. So that's what they're saying, that that's the only way to do it. No, I agree with you. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be a father of three that can't afford groceries and this family's starving and they don't have a house anymore. Now they're living on the street. It'll be like, it'll be the rise up of them. You know, the people that really got pushed too far, you know, pushed beyond, beyond their limits. And just, you know, that's the thing. It's like, how how much is like enough, you know, it's such a weird, I wonder, I wonder if the powers that be think about stuff like that, where it's like, it's about the pop, like how much is, how you know, we all know it's a big crazy game. It's like uh, the Truman Show. You know what I mean? I think their arrogance and the ego—they um, don't realize consequences. Well, um, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take it to the point of that. Oh, we control everything. Uh, in their minds, they control the, the the media and they control the money. They extend that to food and this and that, and they they figure, okay, we're in control, and they may go after or see as a threat the most vocal ones against them and the most radical ones. But what they're underestimating are two things. One is the whole mass of people that may be fed up and just say, okay, that's enough. And that, that brings everything to a grinding halt. The other thing is that if they tend to do it as societies have done it in the past, when you have elite, whether they were Kings or whether it was Hitler and his agenda whether over in Cambodia, Khmer Rouge, and all these people that murdered millions, um, if they're taking, and the vaccine conspiracy people think the vaccines that to kill you, um, if all of this were true, then what the elite have to realize is they're sinking themselves. We're in a very big, linked, technological world. And no matter how many security guards they have, when you have power grids starting to go down because everything is collapsing and society completely falling apart, um, where's their wealth then? Everything falls apart. And I've always said if, if you take the, uh, if you take the uh, private security, a soldier that's guarding that elite person and stuff and his family's starving or has been picked up and things are going wrong and stuff, at what point does he say enough? Yeah. So underestimating the impact of the policies or what they're doing because of their ego, they can't see that they're wrong. Uh, And again, that's the ego. They're aligning with the self and the dark side of the self. And that is worshiping darkness and evil, Uh, the pedophilia, the manipulating, not caring about people. Mm -hmm. Eventually that is blind to what may actually take them down. And I think at some point in time, unless it's stopped, we'll have that major uh, catastrophic event or cascade of events that will bring them down. Unfortunately, there's going to be a whole lot of people hurt in the process. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bogus. You know what I mean? Uh, now, you know, digging down deeper, uh, you know what I mean? Now, that COVID deal. Yeah, the COVID-19 vaccine containing surveillance microchips. I think that, you know, uh, like I said, I grew up religious. So, like, Mark of the Beast, 
like Mark of the Beast, I believe in, you know, uh, it's, the, it's the triple six vibe, you know, on your, on your head or your <clears throat> wrist and all that, whatever. And, um, like, I definitely believe that the, that would be a microchip by now. Uh, do I don't, I mean, <clears throat> I don't think COVID's a, I don't think COVID's like, uh, you know, a Mark of the Beast thing. <clears throat> you know what I mean? But who's, who's the no? Who's the no? Um, uh, well, there's another thing too. Uh, you're talking nanotechnology and people right. go, oh, and they're going to do this, that, the other. What they don't realize is nanotechnology is being used now in other things. It's being used in foods. It's being used in food containers. Uh, that technology is there. I mean, if you look it up in the web, uh, go to something like DuckDuckGo or one of the others away from uh, Google and put in, you know, nanotechnology today. Where is it used? You'll find out it's already used in a lot of things. To introduce that technology into a vaccine, to be able to control people, manipulate or even kill people, it's possible. Because the technology already exists. It's just, are we willing to think that humanity has that darker side? Yeah. Well, they've shown that dark side in the past. That doesn't make any difference. Um, that dark side is still here. And it's really about waking people up to abandon that dark side, get out of themselves, and look more towards the light and towards goodness and towards cooperation so that the plans don't work. Yeah, I feel uh, I'm with you. I agree with you. I think I think Mark of the Beast is. I think Mark of the Beast type stuff's coming. I think it'll be a microchip. I think it'll be more of like just more of the bringing in as a cool, <clears throat> like a cool futuristic way of paying for things. You know, <clears throat> it'll be your credit card and your wrist or whatever. Ah, um, oh, but that I, controls you. Yeah, if, every, I, if everything is electronic, then the same devil worshiping elite will be able to control you because if you're not doing what they like, they're going to cut off your bank account and they're going to starve you to death. Well, for sure. Well, that's why I say. Well, it is. It's Mark of the Beast stuff for sure. Like I, 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 I believe that. I, I do believe that that won't happen until like there's a. <clears throat> I think we'll go through a time when people will be so. I think that like believing in God. I think it's going to be, they're going to try and make a complete mockery of it and, 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 and kill it off. And they're going to take God out of it. And then technology will be what everybody will worship. And when that happens, that's when the microchips come in and it'll be how you, you know, you, when you go to get, you know, whatever you got to, you get scanned in, uh, it's your credit card. It, you know, it'll be, it'll, you know, you'll be opening up your car doors with it. You know, it'll be like one of the, it'll be brought to you by, Apple or something like that. It'll be like a new, it'll be some type of new technology type deal where people will kind of know, like we've talked about on the show with like, with the, those big elite people, when they do evil things, there's like that weird thing that if they do it out in plain sight, that they're not really guilty of it. You know what I mean? I think there'll be something like that where <clears throat> people will be kind of knowing that they're, what they're doing is kind of the triple six vibe. But at that point, society will be like, you're not gullible enough to believe that, are you? That's a joke, and people will go, "You're right," and they get it. Like I think, and it'll, it'll be, 
I think there's like a little road to there, but I think that's kind of what the mark of the beast stuff will be. And at that point, it'll be, you know, they always say technology is what's going to kill us. So you never know. I mean, realistically, the mark of the beast could be the technological like that. And we bring in our own destroyer and that's it, baby. You know what I mean? Close the curtains. It's a scary thing. Well, there there is in uh, more recent uh, starting in no, actually before the nineties, but uh, I can think of several films where uh, there are stories that were written around in their sci-fi films and stuff where precisely that happens. But they tend to put it as an ancient civilization that went too far and created something which destroyed them. They went bad, and their technology of the time, uh, they ended up destroying themselves. Yeah. And that that I've come across several of my, my favorite films, actually, like that. But uh, I think that that is definite. I think the reliance on technology will be, if you want to call it the mark of the beast, uh, what you're doing is trying to give life to something where there is no life, so you're playing God. and when you're turning that technology, let's say AI into something and you're giving it control over you, it doesn't have a soul. Yeah. And we as human beings will suddenly become, well, AI may, may adopt or would most likely adopt the same attitude towards us as we have of microbes and viruses and trying to exterminate us. Yeah. Yeah, because we're, we're the pl- we're the plague on the planet. So now it's their turn to get rid of get rid of this stupid plague. Which, unless unless AI is forward thinking, that's not a good thing because I don't think that they would be able to completely rework the entire planet and manage it just solely themselves. So right. it's that, that's a cascade effect. Well, let's AI says let's get rid of the virus. The virus is going. Oh, who's going to do the maintenance? Who's going to mine the stuff for the fuel to make the electricity that we need to stay alive. Oh, we're screwed. Uh, (laughs) I think, I think at a certain point, technology could, you know, figure out its, its future and figure out a way to eventually not have to need us. Maybe like a very few ones around, but yeah, if I was to any, if I was to go with any type of like conspiracy type theory about COVID, I would put it, I'd invest my eggs in, uh, uh, population control more than anything, more than that. I mean, it's all going in the same direction, but it's some weird stuff, man. And I, th- I think that also having that control and being at the uh, center of all of that power, yeah, seeing yourself above everything else, those people are evil because they do not recognize humanity as what it is a collection of souls and people and interactions and emotions. And they don't see that at all. It's all about them. And they are precisely the people, the exact ones that will worship any power that will give them that. And what you're talking, they are devil worshipers. Yeah. It's some crazy stuff, man. It's some crazy stuff. Yeah. The, the, and I think that you know, in the future, I do think there's going to be they're they're going to lean more towards killing off like the god thing, and then I think now I'm a believer that God's within everybody. You know what I mean? 
And I think that that'll eventually, that belief will get twisted into, uh, you are God type deal. And if you're God, if you're considering yourself God, then there's really, you know, humans are humans. They're going to get depressed, hate life, the whole deal. You know what I mean? So if they, if they, if you break it down to a human level of being taken from godly to human, uh, it's going to definitely take, take away what the God is thing. You know what I mean? And, uh, I think that's the deal. And then technology rolls in and becomes the new God. And technology is almost like the Antichrist. Yeah. Maybe Steve Jobs was the Antichrist. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, you know, rest in peace, Steve Jobs. <laughs> I like his phones. I use one. But, yeah, very crazy stuff. You know what I mean? So uh, by the end of this, I think we can kind of agree that I think the numbers are a little, you know, me and Ray already kind of gave our percentages, I believe. You gave percentages, right, Ray, of what you think the actual percentage of what, you know, how much is Satanism and how much is, <clears throat> you know, with the pedophilia and then with the pedophilia and trafficking of sex. <clears throat> um, I didn't give exact percentages, I, uh, but I will say that there are many people, even though they would never say it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually believe and i think it is true that it is much higher than those numbers yeah. you're probably talking that 70 80 percent maybe even more of the super rich the elite the politically powerful uh, and you can include the entertainers um at a certain level that they worship themselves and they would worship any power again any power at all that would maintain their position and the biggest thing would be a dark power and the most powerful thing would be the dev devil worship or worship of that dark power no matter what name you want to put to it so yeah i think it's a much much higher uh percentage than that survey says um if you're talking about pedophilia i think the number of people there is uh exceedingly high um particularly among those elites more than 15 more than 15, no, I'd, I'd, I'd put that, that, uh, probably, five, uh, 90% or more. Oh yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm one of those victims out of the past, including an abduction, uh, being abducted. And that's why I have that point of view and I'm not going into the details, yeah. but I wasn't, I was in my youth. And, uh, yeah, so when people say it's not real, I say bullshit. I lived it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, 15. Well, I'm with you. It's, uh, yeah, it's cra unfortunate that it's so crazy out there. So unfortunate that. These things exist, you know what I mean? And the fact that these things are out there in our universe and our existence to begin with has got to be proof of pure evil being in this world, you know what I mean? You look around, I mean, there's positive and good things, and then to the lefty and the righty, you got evil shit that's just fucking horrendous, and it's just the world's made up of so much crazy, you know, energy, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a weird deal. So these Satanists and these Satan worshipers, man, we got to be careful of these folks. 
We gotta fucking, we gotta let them know we ain't having it no more. Um, I don't know, Ray. Where do you think it's going with this whole deal? I mean, do you think this is something that, that there's there's possibilities of it getting maybe equaling, you know, you know, getting to a point where there's none of it in there? It's like we're just dealing with greed and, you know, the old, you know, uh, <clears throat> what's his name um, from Wall Street? The greed is good guy, Greco. I forget his first name. You know, just if we could almost get back to a point of just, you know. Just your basic Satanism, I think everything would be all right. You know what I mean? To a degree. What do you think? And we'll, finish, and we'll wrap it up. I I think you're hedon, uh, Satanism is hedonism. Everything for your own pleasure and for yourself. And typically that is not... Uh, it's centered on the self, but it's not directed outwardly to manipulate other people a lot. Yeah. Uh, my understanding of Satanism is, is current Satanism. It is more hedonism, uh, pleasure orientated. I think that if you're talking about the the devil worship or worshiping evil, um, I think that is there. I think it is part of that uh, the power structure at the upper level, and I think that uh, at some point it will reach ahead. Because if you look at history carefully, there have always been cycles. I mean, if you take any civilization, you can go back to ancient civilizations, Greece and then Rome, and then you go different uh, France and the revolution, and you go all different cultures that where it really got very, very bad, and then it all fell apart. Yeah. And then it had to be, everything had to be rebuilt. There was a period of dark ages and everything had to be rebuilt. And I think that we're getting close to the point where um, it's going to—it's all going to fall apart. How it is, and unfortunately, I don't know. Unfortunately, I think there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be hurting. But I think that give and take, back and forth between good and evil, is an eternal battle. And I think that we're stuck in the middle of that battle right now. And those people on the side of evil will use any means to try and hold on to that power. And that includes the worship of evil. Because it give, it gives them the power. That's what they turn their, their souls over to. So as you go out into that dark, cold world out there, that we all know there's some serious evil lurking, you know, Know that, uh, you know, the, the positivity of, of, you know, positive minds and, you know, trying to do it, uh, is, you know, it, it does mean something in the world. You know what I mean? I know it can feel like, uh, when you, when we, when you hear things like this, you know, where we're talking about how the people that kind of run everything and the medias that run everything, that they're this kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of it there. It's fucking bleak. You know what I mean? It's, it's some of those harsh realities of life. But, you know, you just can't don't dive too deep into it, I guess. You just can't get, let it because it's dark. You know what I mean? Spending too much time there is no good. But, you know, yeah, it's crazy. You just got to kind of stay positive, I'd say. What would you? What's your take on this for, for folks out there? Well, if you want to give some people some advice on, you know, the bleakness of it all. 
You want to give it, you want to give some advice or any, any words of encouragement? Cause it's a battle out there. Every day is a battle. It, it's crazy with the, with the, with the good and evil, you know, the back and forth. Choose your side and hopefully that side is for good. Live your best life the best way you can helping people, loving people, caring for people. You do that. If more people did that, then slowly, those in control would lose control because it's not how they want you to live. You wouldn't listen to them. You would not be impressed by them. You wouldn't follow them. Find your soul and live according to the light in your soul and move forward with that light. Live your life with your family, with your community, and just spread it. And after time, it goes back to the simplest comparison at all. The higher you turn the lights up in a room, the less shadows there are in it. So shine your light bright and push the shadows back. All right. That was a, that was a good episode. You know what I mean? I can't say great because Alex will get very unhappy, very unhappy. Um, but uh, forget about Alex. It was a great episode. Fuck Alex. He's, uh, he's too much. Um, but this was a, this was a, this this topic is very interesting because you know it's kind of everywhere. You know what I mean? It's kind of the basis of a lot of conspiracy theories. Just these elite groups being super, just crazy and fucking dark and evil. And you know everybody kind of knows it's there. And uh, there's nothing really. I don't think they can be done about it, which is tragic. You know what I mean? Ray, we love having Ray on the show. You know, brother Ray. Thank you for joining us on the Behold Show. My pleasure. And buddy, I can't forget you. I see you over there looking at me like a little boy. You're all giddy. You go like Christmas morning. You're so excited. And I know how happy you are when they let you out of the cage and you're able to come to the forefronts of the show. Uh, Again, you're always behind the boards and we thank you. We probably don't thank you enough for all the behind the scenes work you do. Uh, and I like so it. happy to be here. I I I I love being on the show and talking about uh, all the crazy things going I know, on. I like to bust your balls every now and then, but you're an all right guy. So uh, with that being said, we hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you did, go check out some more Behold episodes. There's uh, where we're really you know it's the the I think that the Behold is it it wasn't one of the first or second or third podcasts on our on the network, but the number it's it's getting up there. It's turning into an old podcast. You know what I mean? It's getting up there. And uh we thank everybody who listens, you know. Uh it's a fantastic thing, you know what I mean? We we really appreciate your support. We see it in the numbers and uh it's love, it's love, baby. So uh, with that being said, check out more episodes of Behold. Uh, you know, Behold the Pill podcast is a part of the Boombastic Media Network. You know what I mean? If anybody else is out there in the world looking to support like I know Buddy likes to do, uh, we have a Patreon page at Boombastic Streaming. Uh, that's Boombastic with two O's. Not the old-fashioned way, not the bombastic way of saying things, but two O's, and uh, we got some cool tears there. I don't push it too hard. I know people don't want to hear me, probably period, but let alone trying to sell them something. So if you wanted to go into the old support and the old pocket and the old pocketbook and a wallet, 
hit us up on the Patreon. Uh, that can be located through any social medias uh, that you could be possibly looking into. And uh, the YouTube Boombastic Media page is always looking for friends and subscribers. So, you know, with that being said, I thank you gentlemen for being on the show tonight. And uh, we'll catch everybody else on the next episode of Behold, 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 A Pale Podcast. Alex would say, Music business plays this Jedi mind trick on you where the whole thing's set up to be rapacious and take advantage of your weakness. If you get success and you have leverage, they'll get out of your way because you're making them a lot of money. But the minute you're not making them as much money, then they step in and they start playing these Jedi mind tricks on you. We know what to do. You know, the public's going to forget about you. I mean, I've heard all these things. Like, you know, this kind of weird, like, yeah, you're in the room, but, you know, we're the arbiter of whether you can stay in the room. They do these 360 deals where it's like, right. if you get a perfume deal, if you... Yeah. Like your whole world, they own we, you. we own a piece of your whole world, and fame is such a great quotient in American life now that you can see where kids would trade fame and give and be willing to give away like the the, the profit part. Look no further than the deals that the record labels cut with the streaming services. They got into ownership equity deals with the streaming services in an, in, an, in, a, in an arrangement for them to have an equity position. They agreed to very low rates for the artist's music. But as Spotify and the other streaming services raise up in their equity position, the labels benefit. So the labels pimped out their own artist to take a greater equity position in a rising business. One thing that did happen during the 60s was some music of an unusual or experimental nature did get recorded and did get released. Now look at who the executives were in those companies at those times. Not hip young guys. These were cigar-chomping old guys who looked at the product that came and said, I don't know. Who knows what it is? Record it, stick it out of it, sells, all right. We were better off with those guys than we are now with the supposedly hip young executives. They think, well, we can't take a chance on this because it's just simply, that's not what the kids really want and I'm, and I know. You know, and they got that attitude. And the day you get rid of that attitude and get back to, who knows? Take a chance, you know, that, that entrepreneurial spirit where even if you don't like or understand what the record is that's coming in the door, the person who is in the executive chair may not be the final arbiter of taste of the entire population. I don't know if most people have seen long-form contracts. They're insane. And there's all these little these little things thrown in. It's kind of like legislating, you know, legislature for a government. They put up this big issue, but underneath that issue, there's like 17 other little laws that they threw in that they're not talking about. So when you say yes to this one thing, you're actually saying yes to like 45 other things. There's, there's a worse one. They used to have damage fees with digital downloads. Digital downloads? Like, at first they were doing that. Like, they just trying to get away with murder, you know? It's just like, let's leave it in there. Let's see if the lawyer sees it kind of thing. Yeah, Metallica is a big exception. Um, but a lot of the metal bands, a lot of metal bands you've heard of that you consider very successful metal bands are 
in situations where they, you know, they need to diversify. Um, I think the, the idea, you know, that we all had as kids, you know, we're going to make it and our one band that we're in is going to make us all this money and be our sole source of income. I think that that's gone <laughs> for the most part, unless you're very, very lucky. That's, you know, that's, that's not the case anymore. For younger bands, um, that don't have the draw that we do, uh, it's incredibly difficult. It really is. Um, for bands that don't understand or that don't fully take advantage of how the machine actually works, it's incredibly difficult. Every band needs to really pay attention to what their record contract says. They look at what their royalty rate is. If you realize you're getting 0.07 cents for every stream, and your contract only says that you get 15 points on the record after you've recouped. There's a lot of zeros after that decimal. Exactly. So it just keeps on being reduced and reduced and reduced mm -hmm. and reduced, and you have to really pay attention to it. Um, you have to negotiate. You have to hardball. You have to... And, and you have to try and improvise and adapt and overcome. I, I, I've said that a million times. Uh, I wasn't really taking large advances from the recording companies i was recording the albums myself in my own studio so the way i looked at it i owned the work because i paid for it and i did all the work i created it so i felt like it should belong to me that said the um, companies felt otherwise and they would always hold this contract up and say well you signed it and i say well i understand that it's not like i want to leave i just want to you know, talk about this thing and see if we can't make it more fair. Of course, they wouldn't change because if they changed, they wouldn't really exist. It shouldn't be a situation where they own the album or the work. It's a, we're talking about intellectual copyright. If they're going to be indeed a delivery service, then that's fine. But even FedEx doesn't say that they own the thing that they ship.